You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Josh Swallows. Josh Swallows. Josh Swallows. everybody welcome back to josh swallows broadway today is a very special episode i have one of my oldest friends uh here with us today and by old i mean old uh i have the beautiful willem belli you might remember him from rupaul's drag race but also such hit shows as a star is born yeah he was in a star is born Mm mm-hmm Sex in the City. You're an asshole. Nip Tuck. No, I don't care. It's funny. Okay. He, I can't believe you don't know my career. I, I, I'm sorry. Why are we friends? Because I want your things. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to Josh Swallow's Broadway. I am so excited. We have one of my favorite people here in the studio today. I would like to welcome from RuPaul's Drag Race, Willem Belli. He also was starring in the movie A Star is Born, Sex in the City, Nip Tuck, you name it. He's one of my favorite people on earth. Hi, Willem. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm so good. Congrats on having a podcast. Thanks. I know. What? You've always said you had a face for radio. (laughs) Mm. Um, I met you... Oh, God. How long? 1999. 1999, 20 years ago. 19 years ago. Let's not date ourselves. It was August of 1999. Oh, forgive me. I I forgot the month. How dare you? How dare you? I'm going to kiss you for that. Um, um, Gulp. Hot buttered love. So believe it or not, Willem and I were in... We started our beautiful careers in in theater in the non-union production of Tony and Tina's Wedding. Um, I like to call it immersive theater. (laughs) Yeah, it's sleep no more meets cocaine addiction. Oh, my God. There were so many drugs in that show. It was crazy. Remember Earl? Oh, my Earl. And the hole in the dressing room floor on the second level. Yes. I mean, okay, so to give you some, like, history, this building called the Melrose Plaza, Mm. totally, like, mafia-like run. My parents looked at getting married there in 1979 and deemed it uninhabitable as a venue so of course i ended up working there (laughs) i know right um i mean it was it was literally disgusting the uh the dressing room for the boys had this like makeshift staircase going up to what i guess was once an attic or something i don't don't know they would sell drugs out of the kitchen in the basement 
Oh, well, we would do drugs in the basement. Oh, I didn't do drugs yet at that point. I was just an underage drinker because I was 17. Were you 18 at that point? I was 18. So I was like fresh out of my house and just like experimenting and partying as much as I could because I was like, I'm an adult now. I I don't know if experimenting is the right word because you pretty much knew what you were doing. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you didn't have like a beaker and like a fucking lab coat on, bitch. You were doing drugs. And I was drinking heavily. <laughs> you were drinking yeah. heavily. But I was emancipated. It was fine. Yeah. So so you got emancipated at 17. 16. 16. And then you moved up to Philly. Mm-hmm. And then I bridge and tunneled to New York. I ran the Lincoln Tunnel over 30 times. Had a warrant out for my arrest. Did you really? Got arrested in Elizabeth when Stop they caught it. me. Yeah. I never I was, knew that you got arrested. Oh, girl. Yeah. I was After turning 18, as I was going back and forth trying to get into any show that would have me in New York. Uh-huh. And I couldn't afford the toll, so I didn't pay it. So they arrested me. Um, But uh, the final straw was I didn't get, I had my work session with uh, Michael for rent uh, for Mark. And on June 29th, 2001, I didn't get it, which was the day before my 19th birthday. And then... She's a vengeful bitch. I remember shit. And then I was like, fuck it, I'm moving to LA. And then I was like, oh wait, cabaret's coming. There was a non-union tour cabaret. And I went in, played the sax, had callbacks, did great. And then they told me I didn't get that. And I was like, oh, fuck. What fuck day everybody. was that? Do you remember? I don't remember that day. Okay. But I remember the other one because it was before my birthday. And I was like, oh, yay. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I moved to LA. I said, fuck this. I'll just be on television. Yeah. And you became like quite literally a star. Um, yes, I remember. I'm gassy like a star. (laughs) You, uh, like you all of a sudden were in a Gap commercial. Do you remember that? No, I wasn't. Yes, you were. It was on your reel. It was a Nintendo commercial. Oh, okay. Well, Nintendo Gap, same thing. This was a long time ago. You're a Gap. Um, and then you had this fantastic role on Nip Tuck that blew me away. Yeah, Ryan Murphy's amazing. He um, wrote this part, and um, I had auditioned for a couple roles on that show, uh, and I didn't get them, but he told me I got really close to one once I got the other one, Cherry, and um, he was putting trans stories on TV for years. Yeah. Um, I specifically asked, like, why I got this role, and he said the best person got the job because multiple people auditioned, women auditioned, um, people in between the spectrum, and uh, men auditioned, and drag queens um, and now, like, look at what he's doing with Boys in the Band and, like, prom. Like, yeah. he's, I credit him with the, and I was on a show, The New Normal, too. Um, I credit him with my, like, big break, kind of, you know? Yeah. I got cast on Nip Tuck and Rock of Ages the same day, the original production of Rock of Ages in L.A. Right. Um, and that was also, weirdly enough, June 29th, 2005. Oh, my God. The day before my, like, 23rd birthday. That's insane. I have a weird head for numbers like Mary Lou Henner. She's got a really weird like memory thing where she can remember everything that she's ever done. Yeah. I love Mary Lou Henner. Yeah, don't we all? Um, what was it like going from Philadelphia to all of a sudden you are in a TV show? Um, I mean, I've never been a series regular on anything. I've, I'm just like gig to gig here, here and there. Like the most I've ever been on a set was like, you know, a month or month and a half straight in like Croatia for a movie. That's still like really incredible. I mean, it's, you know, you just think of it as a, as a job and eventually hopefully the jobs get bigger and then you just think of it as normal. So it's not like it's a culture shock or anything. Yeah. I think I've always believed in you so much. And it's funny because when you've always been stupid like that, I know. But when we first met, like 
we did not get along that great. Oh, I still don't like you. No. No, you love me. Yes, you do. Love you. I don't like you. No, no, you love me in a very special way. Um, what happened at Tony and Tina's wedding? She took my part. She <laughs> took my fucking part. We were both understudies for Joey, which was the main faggot. And I was Ricky, the Joey's boyfriend. And Josh was a waiter. He was a Roma. He served spaghetti and did light long form improv. So the main faggot during the rehearsal week, he was really uncomfortable, straight, not very good. And then the more, the day of the first show after we've been rehearsing a week, I come in and he's in a tux and I was like, why are you wearing that? And he's like, oh, so-and-so quit and I'm the new Joey. And I was like, what? I was first understudy. I was mad. I was so mad. Yeah. I was like, why did she get it? And then I tried to get his part probably. I asked. I was like, well, do I get to do it? And they said, yeah. No, because I was a phenomenon. Phenomenal. <laughs> I loved you in that commercial. <laughs> um, you were excellent. Um, but, you know, I had my own charm, too. Yeah. I was never attention sweet center. <laughs> I'm bringing that up because you like pie. Yeah, I yeah, do. I love pie, More too. pie. We used to get in so much trouble oh. at Tony and Tina's wedding. <laughs> I mean, keep I got in mind, fired. Well, you did get fired, which is odd because I'm like, why fire Willem and not everybody in the building? Specifically, they said I called an audience member a cunt, and I know I didn't because I didn't use that word until I was in like my late 20s. Until... June, <laughs> shut up. Twenty second. It was just, It was the one word that I knew I could never say yeah. at home around my mom. I was always told it's the worst word you can call a woman, so I never said it. And they said I called a woman a cunt and threw spaghetti at her. And I was like, A, we were serving ziti, and B, <laughs> I didn't say that. But I was also at that point intermittently napping on coats in the coat check. And uh, remember Aunt Connie. Aunt Connie. Oh, oh Aunt, Aunt Connie. Connie. Aunt Connie. Aunt Connie. Aunt Connie. She she had one of those cigarette voices, like, hey, Aunt, how's it going? Yeah. Um, and basically, everybody, for the most part, in that building was not really an actor. Oh, I don't think it was anyone's first choice. No, but I mean... But we had fun. Oh, we had a blast, but... People would come and they would think it was a real... People would say, oh, it's my friend from work. They're getting married. And we would convince them it was a real wedding. Stupid, stupid people. Yeah, and I mean, (laughs) just... And the amount of drugs. Oh, so many drugs. Going through that place. I I remember calling calling it the White Palace (laughs) for a moment just because it was there was just powder everywhere. But... We would improvise this thing. We just got bored. And so Willem and I... Instead of doing table work, hitting the tables and doing our long form fucking improv. Yeah, which we hated doing. Um, It was beneath us. (laughs) Mainly because I was in platform shoes. Yes. Uh, We decided that every show we would go up to the men's room and hang out in a bathroom stall. Get it on. And pretend to have sex. Oh, I actually did have sex in there once. Did you really? Yeah, I blew a guy. That's so disgusting. For sh- Why? Because. It's- it was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I think you're really judgmental. I am. You've changed. Yes, I have. Now that you're a Broadway star. Me. Um, <laughs> but we used to take packets of butter up to the rest up to the mm-hmm. restroom we'd go around the room our table work was just stealing <laughs> stealing people's, people's butter, butter to go fuck my butt 
<laughs> and we would, you know, pretend to have sex while Willem would be like, more butter. More butter. More butter. And we'd be opening these oh, butter I can't packets believe in the butter. and flinging it all over the place. So there were just butter pa- everywhere. packets everywhere. And we were flushing on the toilet. We invented the fat bird. Yeah. We were the first ones to invent the fat bird. Yep. And then we broke the toilet. Do you oh, remember yeah, that? For sure. Yeah. That was a nice time. <laughs> We made it into a bidet. It just squirted after that. Wow. We were unprofessional. Oh, <laughs> you think? Yeah, and I was already union at that point. Oh, were you? Well, I was SAG. You were, oh, well, then you weren't scabbing. What does that mean? That means like if you were equity and doing non-equity work. Oh, I have plenty of scabs. <laughs> I mean, I can show you my knees right now. I have a scab in a fishnet pattern because I like to slide on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my! Okay, show me, show me. Oh wow! Yeah, you weren't, you weren't. Josh lying. will put my scab on his Instagram because you really like to feature it. It's very sexy. Yeah, I will. Um, dude, doing drag is dangerous work. I love it. How long have you been doing it? Um, the first time I was paid for it, I was sixteen. Um, but the first time I remember like really getting in it and going out with like a purpose was thirteen for Rocky Horror. Okay. Yeah. I still remember when you came to my apartment, to my old apartment. And made you Mrs. Butterworth for Halloween? <laughs> well, yes, but the time when you told me that you were going to be on RuPaul's Drag Race. I believe you. Wait, you, when? You did. It, it was like right after you finished filming. I wasn't allowed oh, to talk any, to yeah, say anything yeah, yeah. about it. And I came to New York for Jersey Shores Ago at the Fringe Festival yeah. because I left Drag Race to go to Jersey Shores Ago. Like I knew Drag Race was filming five weeks and I had Jersey Shoresicle already on the books right. at Fringe. And I was like, well, I can stay at Drag Race for like three and a half weeks. So I'll just have to get kicked off. I thought it was a great plan and it kind of worked. Yeah, it did. Well, you became, you know, like a huge star in our community. No, uh-uh. I was always a star. <laughs> How dare you? Everyone else just noticed it. Fuck you. But I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people like, well, I don't even remember who won your season. I was like, Sharon. And like, oh, you should have won. I was like, no, Sharon should have won. She was doing great stuff. Stuff yeah. no one had done. I didn't want to win. No, I, you know, but you got to show the world who you are. And now, you know, you're now the famous me. Willem, which I love. Mm. When it, and now you, you even wrote a book. I did. It's, I just found out how many copies I sold. It came out. Two. Fuck off. Okay. Yeah. Ugh. I know I'm rude. A level of unprofessionalism. <laughs> Romper room fuckery. Um, 41,000 copies. What? I know, bitch. That's right? bonkers. That's a lot. That's a and lot. And there's so many typos. There's <laughs> even typos in the audiobook. It's so terrible. I forgot a whole page. Oh my gosh. Yeah. At one point it says, here's some more tips about living with roommates. And then it goes, here's some more tips. And I was like, there was supposed to be a graphic there. Oh no. And as I'm reading the audiobook, I realized that and I'm like, fuck <laughs> like the audiobook is laden with every profanity word from when i realized i really probably should have proofread it because yeah. after like a little bit i was like i can't read this again <laughs> so what's the book called suck less where there's a willem there's a way <laughs> the sequel should be in stores in a couple of years it's called can't rape the willem oh my goodness yeah um it's a love story <laughs> I've seen you in a lot of shows too and seen your star rise and I've followed you around the country. I saw you in Wicked with Shoshana in either Portland or Seattle. In Portland. Yeah, you came and visited Portland. You were Dawn. We, I took um, T 
Tina from Tony and Tina's and we came up and terrorized the town and you were amazing. Oh. I did have some notes. Yeah, you um, always do. Yeah. Um, and then I also saw you in Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, yeah. Which was, I don't understand how it didn't transfer. You were so delightful. Thanks. Um, I can't believe they let you understudy that little girl, though. I know. It was so weird. I can't believe that they just didn't give me the part. Rude. I know. They said I was too bottom heavy to play 10. That's xenophobia. Exactly. Rude. Anti-Semitism at its Ugh, best. The worst. Um, um, I'm dying to work with you. I want. Would you do a Broadway show if it came your way? Broadway doesn't go for pills and booze. <laughs> um, yeah, Broadway is all about pills and booze. <laughs> I tried to get into... Um, Kinky Boots. I had a really good, like, general. Oh, you would have been great in that. I had, I was in the room for 23 minutes. I sang Strongest Suit. And then they started talking to the accompanist. And they were like, oh, we just, one sec. I was like, did you, what? And they're like, we just want to see the key. I was like, it's the original key. <laughs> and the general went great. And the problem was they were auditioning one of the guys who does the splits. And I told them I can't do that. But they wanted to see me anyway for the future or whatever. They said, you know, how, blah, blah, blah. And the role never opened up, I guess. Um, it, I wanted the in this corner role, but Todrick is doing it in LA in Cerritos and I'm friends with him. And I was like, bitch, can I please do kinky boots with you? And he's like, we'll see, blah, blah, blah. So hopefully I'll get to do it eventually, Yeah. but I'd love to do Broadway. I mean, that's a goal for sure. But, um, you know, well, I would love for you to have your own Broadway show. One of the best things, and I've seen you live like so a many lot times. Of work. Oh girl, it's a lot of work, but the worst part of Broadway is the stairs. I love stairs. No, you don't. I never take an elevator in an airport. It's how I keep my ass so good. Honestly, Ugh. I love stairs. No, no. Stairs are the devil. When I saw Boys in the Band, um, Robin's dressing room was like, I know, that's in the I Belfry was with attic. You. Yeah. We went backstage to see Robin. And then we ziplined you down. But Robin didn't tell us that his dressing room was on the 80th floor. Girl, he was Quasimodoing up there. Oh, my God. It was high. It was Awful. It so was, was I. It, well, yes, but it was a punishment from God climbing those stairs. Yeah. And then you punished my hole. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> what would your grandma say if you said that? She would say, um, get me my smokes. Get me my smokes. Um, what else have I seen the illustrious Josh Lehman in? Are you Joshua or Josh? I'm Josh, girl. Um, just Josh. Um, I've seen you in uh, Bat Boy. Yeah. Um, I've seen as the preacher, I think uh -huh. one of your award-winning roles or at least yes. nominated. Um, what else have I seen? You You've seen me in everything. You're a good I friend. I didn't see you me. in Finding Neverland. Oh, that's okay. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was fun. Oh, I saw you in hair. Oh you, yeah. You were great in that. I saw you in the yeah. one track and then I saw you in the track that, um, the lady track, the drag you track. You were nice enough to let me live in your mansion in West Hollywood. Before when... the bank took it back. Before the bank <laughs> took it back. <laughs> we need the house back. Um, you haven't been sending checks. Yeah. And your partner at the time just like hated me. I would cook a turkey burger and he would be like, you're burning the house down. Yeah. We didn't use the stove much. We threw a Super Bowl party and in January or February. And then that summer we found a tray of chili in the oven and it solidified into a brick. We weren't very, <laughs> um, I'm a cancer. So I'm supposed to be like a homemaker and stuff too, but bitch, I don't cook. No, I did just make a recipe out of my friend David's cookbook. Um, David Burtka, another Broadway star. Um, it's uh, pickled onions. It's really easy. It's just like onions and then, um, like vinegar, vinegar, sugar, a little salt and water. 
I can't believe you And you, you put cook. it on my tacos. Wow. I like to judge up my Taco Bell and my Chipotle. That's amazing. I'm really proud of you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, so tell me about uh, what's going on with you right now. Um, I don't have an agent. I don't have a manager. Uh, I thought stuff would happen after Star is Born. Nothing did. I got to go to some great parties and wear some great outfits. Um, uh, what else? I'm in Wig, which is a documentary about Wigstock that... Uh, yeah, I'm coming with you Sunday, Sunday to yeah. the premiere. Um, David Burka and uh, Neil Patrick Harris and Bruce Cohen produced it. And um, we had the event in like August or September last year and filmed yeah. it. It was great. It was so much fun. And the doc's going to be on HBO, I think, in June. I can't wait. Um, now so, I'm confused because like, I know that you don't have an agent or a manager right now, Yeah. but out of everybody I know, you work all the time. No, I don't. I yes, had one you... pilot audition this year. One. And but, after star is born, like I literally, I, Alyssa Milano said to me on the carpet of the premiere, she was like, I loved you in the movie. And I was like, thank you so much. She's like, um, this is my husband. I was like, hi. He's like, he works with Bradley. And he's like, yeah, I'm an agent. I was like, I need one of them. <laughs> Hopefully I'll get one after this movie. And he laughed and then walked away. Um, but like, I don't know. I just, no one will sign me and I don't know why. Maybe they Googled me. <laughs> well, I don't know why either because you do work. Yeah. I'm going to be on House Hunters on HGTV. I'm the first drag queen on HGTV. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Do you think that it's hard finding a place being a drag queen in like the mainstream entertainment world? I can tell you that, um, a woman named April Webster, she's a big casting director. She's like the Mission Impossible's like... Star Wars or Star Trek, like big stuff. She cast me twice in one day for Criminal Minds and then a Christian Slater pilot called The Forgotten, which is clearly forgettable, um, as a boy in both roles. And then someone in the office like said, was like talking to me about drag and they're like, uh, like I do drag, worst mistake ever. Never got called in again. I can't get called in for guy roles because they're like, oh no, he does drag. It's, you know, blah, 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 blah. It's weird. I'm not complaining about being tight cast because at least I'm cast sometimes. That's yeah. I'm, it's, I'm very thankful. I'm not griping, but like, you know, I can talk to you about it because like you've dealt with it. Like the nose at some point can really get to a bitch, you know, but after Star is Born, I think that's the highest I'll ever get in my career. Like being Gaga's friend in a movie as a drag queen, that's pretty much you're tapping at the glass ceiling. So I'm happy to have gotten there. And if I never work again, that's fine. I'll just flip houses or something or suck dicks. Yeah. Or both. Or both. I can suck dicks in the houses I flip. There you go. There you go. It's sort of like a, a little pop-up stores. A little average pop-up, yeah. <laughs> average to little pop-ups. Yeah. Oh, and big pop-ups. Yeah, big oh. pop-up oh. for my baby. Yeah, um, yeah, I'll never forget when you came to my apartment on Halloween and I was like, I'm not good at dressing up. And you were like, oh, don't worry. I'll make you look so beautiful. And I trusted you. And you were Julia Roberts in like the full, you mm -hmm. know, opening, you know, she's a prostitute. Outfit. Well, I was a prostitute at that time. So that yes. was life imitating art. But you look stunning. And then you were like, we're going to make you, <laughs> you're going to be Aunt Jemima. Yeah. No, you were Mrs. Butterworth. Mrs. Butterworth. And yeah. it was the worst costume I have ever had in my life. You made me look terrible on purpose. You sound really ungrateful. <laughs> we got into the bar and we were underage, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we did. That was the goal. Put on drag so they card us. And if they do, who the fuck can tell what we are underneath all that mug? Yeah, I think mine was really pathetic. I think I wore like jazz pants. 
I think you had an apron. You had an apron had on an that apron, I shoplifted from the mall. Jazz pants. Uh-huh. This an afro. An afro wig. You look beautiful. Thank you. Um. Uh. Do you remember when? Because I talked to the guy that played Dominic in the show, and he doesn't remember toe fucking this girl named Anna at your apartment, but I remember it clear as day. Oh, yeah. Do you no, remember that? I, I remember a lot of things. Yeah. You know, Tony and Tina's wedding was a very, very intense time. Do you remember uh, there was this woman? No, no, not a woman. He played a woman. Aunt Rose. Aunt Rose. Aunt Rose was this. Joey, help me with my zipper. I don't Joey, Joey, Joey. I, the man in the moon, moon is a lady. This man, a lady was, with <laughs> lipstick, was you know very tall, elderly, and I don't know where they found him or where he found them, but but somebody decided that it would be a, a great idea, idea if to get he this played old man up in drag as Aunt Rose to play Aunt Rose. And remember that he they had someone doing his makeup the first night or weekend, and then he had to do it after that, and it was a fucking Picasso. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it was rough. Uh, his breath sort of smelt like dust, <laughs> you know. <laughs> It, it was just one of those. Ooh, remember things. forget that um that movie with Indina Menzel and Colin Farrell, Forget the Dust or something? Sure. It was terrible. Oh well, I didn't see it, but I shoplifted her album too. Oh, that's Idina. He apologizes. No, I don't. Yes, he does. No, I don't. Your grandmother would be so disappointed. With Who do you, you think taught me to steal, bitch? Oh, <laughs> she ran a bar and got arrested for running numbers. She was not a good woman. She gave me my first drink at six because she said it had fruit in it and it was blackberry brandy. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't drink anymore. I just do drugs. Oh, good. Good. That's healthy. Can I grip my purse? Yeah, sure. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> go get this vape. You keep talking. Say good oh, things my about God. Me. <laughs> so I didn't get into AMDA. That's awful. Do you know anyone else that hasn't gotten into AMDA? No. Fuck I think you. you're the only one. Fuck you. You're the only one in AMDA's history. Well, look at me now. Well, look at you now, boo. Look at you hey, now. Look at me now. Um, so you grew up in Cocoa Beach. I was born Beach. in a ditch. <laughs> no, you uh, yes. Uh, I grew up in Cocoa Beach and Philly and Jersey. And uh, yeah. That's cr- what was your childhood like? Um, It was fun. It was great. I love my parents. They come to all my drag shows now. Yeah. Um, They love that they can like when they miss me, they can just turn on. TV or put something on that I'm on and see me. Um, and yeah. I'm still close to them. Uh, I can't believe that I haven't met your parents. I don't think they'd like you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you did. You met them at Tony and Tina's. They came to the show. And they were probably like, oh, so you're the one who stole the role from Willem. No, I didn't tell them all about that. <laughs> um, I was just happy to be working, you know? Yeah. Like for a 17 year old to move to like the city and then like, scrolling through papers every week backstage and like you know before the really the internet took on and stuff and like i remember mailing a headshot to mtv and getting a call come up to audition at rockefeller plaza for this pilot and it was for extra and i had to go audition for it and they had a hundred extras and out of those hundred it was a four-day night shoot and i think five got union vouchers Uh and this older queen was like uh, you put that you you put that pink voucher away because people take those. I was like, why are they important? They're like, yeah, if you get three of them, you become union. And I was like, is that hard? And they said, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is my first job. And the girl just looked at me like, 
you fucking bitch. <laughs> um, so after three days of night shoots in November, um, I was like, fuck it. I'm not coming back for the fourth day. I could be union already because I had three vouchers. That's amazing. And I skipped <laughs> professional. No, no, but that's, that's great. When, mm. when did you start performing in general? Um, do blowjobs count? No. Oh, um, then I guess 13 ish. Wow. But if blowjobs counted much earlier, <laughs> there's a line in a song that Courtney act and Alaska wouldn't let me put in called, uh, my name is Willem and I fucked my cousin. I thought it was okay, but it really wasn't. Oh, wow. But also it's not factual cause he fucked me. Oh my but God. But he's also dead now. So it's fine. <laughs> this is so vulgar. Incest is fine. As long as you can't get pregnant. <laughs> it is. It is, and as long as it's consensual, <gasps> and it doesn't have to be just boy cousins. Girls oh, can get fucked in the butt. Oh my! Girls God. are so lucky to have butts. Willem, what? You're disgusting. No, I'm not. You're Everybody. embarrassing. No, I'm not. Yes. I'm, no, I'm not. You're mean. You're so mean. I thought we were friends. <laughs> Um, now you do drag too though so let's I, not let you get off easy i do not do drag i had a You're, character you do do drag i had a character what do you mean had this isn't pad test how coco's you. alive coco is not alive yes she is i just saw her one woman show at mar-a-lago <laughs> no you did not but that's yes, where she did she would be she was great uh, last time i heard she, she was Pippin. on a cruise ship doing driving miss daisy opposite ruben stuttered oh um, Coco Vovant is a very old, very old, very mean mm. woman. Bianca who, Del Rio mean. Oh, worse. But yeah, because um, uglier. Yeah, just ugly, evil. Um, her claim to fame is... Uh, Didn't Yul Brenner beat her a lot? No, but they were lovers. Oh. Um, we beat it up. He, She was Nana in the original... Peter Pan, the big dog. <laughs> you just made me snob. I, I hate you. I hate you so much. And this mic is ruined. And um, so I used to do this character. And I went out with you as Coco once. When we were uh, promoting uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, Drag You. And we went out in drag. And someone had vandalized a poster of the show that I was on. They'd cut RuPaul's face out. So I peeled the whole subway poster off. And those things are really stuck up there. And I wore it on my back and we went all around the West Village and went to all these clubs and um, someone tried to card me and I just turned around. I'm like, that's me. Yeah. yeah. We had so much fun, but I think Coco needs a revival for sure. I don't know about I mean, that. so you have so many fans, Julia Murney, Shoshana Bean. I know. So but many. I, I, doing drag is a lot of work. No, it's not. I can get ready in 30 minutes. I'm too With the right wig. And Coco has bangs. Girl, all you need is a little bit of eyeshadow, some lipstick and i need an outfit well um we can go to bed bath and beyond <laughs> 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 gorgeous things in the linens department we'll get you a duvet <laughs> <laughs> put some sparkly things on the duvet mm -hmm. yeah no i don't know if you one day maybe um we could film us going to Bed Bath and Beyond, finding find you a look, finding me a look, a look in the linen department. <laughs> <laughs> um, what made you want to start performing? Period. I like attention a lot. No. Yeah. Um, I was costuming Jesus Christ Superstar. 
my, I think I was 13. I was assistant costuming this little theater called Surfside Theater in Cocoa Beach. And um, I was the only guy in the costume department. There were a bunch of quick changes. So that means I got to help the men with their changes. And I would yank down their pants so hard that like their dicks would fall out so I could see their dicks. Because there was this hot guy named Steve. Ooh, he was hot. Um, So I, oops, pulled too hard. Um, But I loved costuming. And then the last night of the show, they did like a turnaround where like they uh, put me up in drag and I got to do like Herod's song, but about the guy playing Herod, this guy named... Mark Taraboletti, who was like the drama teacher at a school one town over, and he was in drag, and um, it, they like got me up in it, and I I looked rotted, like r- r- rotted, but I had so much fun, and then after that I was like I'm a drag queen. Yeah, I would like draw like outfits, and people would be like, oh, you're gonna be a fashion designer? I was like, no, 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 these are for me. <laughs> um, and then after that, it's just kind of like, you know, uh, attention. Yeah. <laughs> And like, may I ask what made you want to get emancipated? Uh, I was done with high school a year early uh, just because I figured out my way around the public school system, which is very hard. And uh, I didn't get into AMDA. So uh, I had to figure out what I was going to do. And I told my parents I'm going to be an actor. And I knew that my parents couldn't move from Florida to New York or Philly with me. So I just, they knew that I was competent at making a living on my own. Yeah. Um, I wasn't hooking yet, but I'd been working since I was 12 at a bakery. Um, and I saved money and they saw that nothing was going to stop me. I didn't want to end up working at Disneyland or Disney World because that's what people in Florida do. And then yeah. they're like, oh, I'll work here for a year, then I'll move. And then they get stuck. So I just left because I knew I couldn't be on set without a parent if I was a minor. So my parents took me to the courthouse and helped me. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're cool. It's not like all like, terrible emancipation drew barrymore stories or anything. yeah sure um my parents wouldn't even let me get an agent in san diego like what good is an agent in san diego going to do what were you going to do a commercial for like the fucking um navy any I, no when i was a kid like it was my dream to be a, a kid actor bitch i was so mad my parents didn't find a way to get me into camp nowhere because i was chubbier when i was a kid and i wanted to be in that movie with all them fat kids yeah a fat camp i was so mad yeah and like I took it out on them, like it was their fault. No, but I, I mean, like I totally blamed my parents. We had many, like you're ruining my career. Why weren't we on the Mickey Mouse Club? Exactly. Why weren't we on Kids, Kids Incorporated? Incorporated? Fergie was on there. Yeah, she had all that meth. Exactly. What? Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Fergie loved meth. No. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't want to hear that about Fergie. Well, I didn't want to hear her sing the national anthem at that basketball game, but I did. Truth. Truth. Let's <laughs> play some basketball. <laughs> Um, yeah, like I, yeah, she had a period between Kids Incorporated and Wild Orchid, or maybe it was between Wild Orchid and Black Eyed Peas that, um, that she was a meth user, but there's nothing wrong with that. Some of my best friends use meth. Hey, Courtney, she did for a while. (laughs) Australians love meth because they don't have cocaine down there because it's so expensive. Coke is like $300 a bag down there and it's not very good. That's what D told me. Um, my friend Detox who does cocaine so elegantly. I saw her do it out of four fingernails like this. Just oh like God. turning her wrist, just like a platter. She's so elegant. Everyone should do cocaine with detox at least once in their life. <laughs> I'll tell that to my to my mother. Mm-hmm. Oh, she already did it. Oh, she already did Girl, it. Girl, she parties. Parties <laughs> in Poway. That's her screen name. <laughs> my mom knits. That's as much yeah, as... Yeah, how do you think p- she gets the energy? Yeah, she's like, God, screw you, arthritis. I'm going to do this great. <laughs> she knitted you anything? Oh, she used to knit me a lot. Um, 
A lot of scarves. One of them I ruined. It was really beautiful. But she's badass. How'd you she, ruin it, Merc? Uh, um, I know it? it accidentally went into the laundry. Oh. Um, what do you do as a New Yorker with inclement weather if you're wearing a scarf, a, a scarf and it dips into the toilet? Do you wash it or do you throw it out? You wash it, but why would your scarf go into the toilet? You've already taken it off. No, because if you're like getting fucked over the bathroom, like <laughs> toilet, and then like it goes, you know, I don't know. Like I've had like things dip into the urinal and i'm like Ugh. that's because you're disgusting <laughs> no like if you're like if you've got sweatpants on and you untie them and then it like dips in yeah that's because you're disgusting fuck off how dare you i bring you on my show and this is the thanks i get you're welcome <laughs> you're welcome how dare you i love what other you. guests have you had i love you really big ones oh, um yeah <laughs> Hmm. Nobody quite like you, Willem. Huh. I can say that. Good. Um, I love you so much. Um, I loved you in Prom the Musical. Thank you. I was hoping that I would get to see you do um, the Brooks role, but one of these days I'm going to. I will be here. I saw you sing that song at some um, gala. Yeah. And that was nice that they let you sing in between clearing all those plates. Thanks. Um, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were really wonderful and everybody should go see Josh. And all those Tony nominations? Seven. What so cool. the hell? That's You're going to have a job. I, God willing, yeah. I hope so. No, we're all really excited and really proud. Yeah. Um, yeah. Chris Sieber's dick looks big in the show, too. Oh, my God. The whole time, Dick Willem. McDonald's. What? You're in timeout. That's a compliment. What did I say <laughs> wrong? <laughs> okay. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Nothing's wrong with that, Chris. Broadway. Chris, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> the the Usher song, I Need a Girl to Ride Ride, that just came into my head. I don't know why. Okay. Yeah. I want to write you a song. Yeah? Yeah. What would um, it go like? Uh, um, let me see. Um, something, a love song. A love song? Yeah, a love um, song. Love songs on Walking the coast. Walking up and down these stairs in a hoodie, which you know is mine. You better take that awkward bitch, you ain't my valentine. I ain't gonna make you food, put up with your attitude. I ain't gonna pay your bills, so get your stanks and vouchers still. Mm. <laughs> girl, put on your clothes, girl. Put them on mm. and get on out of my house, girl. Oh, put on your hot clothes, girl. And get, get the, the fuck, fuck out, out of my house. house. That's it. I don't like it. Oh, well. But I thought it was good. <laughs> Thanks. I'm very yeah. gifted. I mean, we can workshop it. Great. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Try it out of town, maybe in Atlanta. Yeah, that sounds good to me. I love Atlanta. There's a strip club there. Oh, Atlanta was too hot. Oh, Swingin' Richards, though. I never went. Why not? Because it was too hot. Oh, you're an idiot. No, I, I was there in August, September. Like, yeah. it was so hot. I don't oh. understand why anybody lives there. I like the heat. Not that kind of heat. I don't mind sweating. No. But the food, Ooh, bitch. the food was good. Latrice got married in Atlanta and I didn't even get a picture with her because I was eating the whole time. Oh my God. I was God. so embarrassed. I was like, your wedding was so fun, but I didn't get any pictures. Oh, it was great. Oh, Mimi, I'm first tried to sit at my table. I didn't allow that. I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> and then Bianca ended up sitting with her. She's like, girl, like you're the one that sat down. No one made you. Are all the drag race girls close? Um, No. But uh, we all do share one thing that we don't like Mimi because she's been terrible to everybody. So terrible. It's not like a we just like casually hate her. She's done stuff to like I was on a cruise ship and 
she said she was going to come around and get our music in the morning. She never did that. So I showed up for my sound check an hour before the show. And I'm a YouTuber, so I have videos in my show, like little snippets. And she's like, we didn't get the videos before, so we can't play them. And I was like, what? They're all labeled. They're on a thumb drive. It's easy. I walked up to the sound man who was like three stories up in this like cruise ship theater. I was like, can you play these? They're all, she's like, yeah, no problem. I was like, Mimi, why are you trying to fucking like kneecap my show? You were supposed to come around and get like, she was, she's done so, uh, haters roast. I just toured with her and she stole Ben's joke on stage and then he talked to her about it and did the right thing the next night she stole another ben joke so no. at that point he just turned around and gave it to her and ben de la creme is a nice man and really good at drag so for him to, for don't like me oh, no worst. that sounds awful yeah is it like she's a great writer though is it extremely I competitive i don't really think of myself as like in a competition with anybody because most of these people are my friends yeah and like Whenever they get, whenever drags on TV or anywhere, I think it's important because there might be some asshole out there who's like, and if a drag queen can make him laugh or entertain him, that might open his mind up to the possibility that drag's fine or like, you know, other people are fine. The differences are what make the world great usually. Um, And so I'm happy anytime drag's out there. Um, But people do have a, a sense of competition, I guess, but like, no one's doing what I'm doing. I've been on YouTube for almost a decade doing, you know, I have like almost 500 videos. and Yeah, your show on YouTube is... You watch Beatdown? Hilarious. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I do little videos and stuff, and I have the most viewed video out of any drag queen. Stop it. DWV's Boys of Bottom. And oh, yeah. That's at like 23 million, and the next one that's closest is like 6 million. Well, so Boys of Bottom became just like a viral overnight sensation it got two million views in less than two days and that was pretty crazy and i've been to 41 countries since performing yeah um but i wrote it about you thank you yeah i really appreciate when that you were support. a boy <laughs> when i was a boy young boy boy <laughs> for, for sale she, she bought sweet, sweet only seven game That was good. We're very gifted. All right. We are going to be right back with a fan call right after this. There you are. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm so happy to meet you. Um, I'm Josh and I'm sitting here with RuPaul Drag Race star Willem. Hi. Hello. I like your braid. Thank you. Oh, no, it's Don't beautiful. Don't brag. <laughs> how are you doing? Knew she was going to be a bitch. No. Good. Hi. Um, so what is your question for us? Okay. So um, I'm really interested in actually writing a show. So I was wondering if, I mean, I don't know if you can answer this, but if um, the process is more fluid or broken down and if it comes naturally or how people get inspired. Um. What about uh, Bloody Bloody Angela Lansbury? Yeah. You, you wrote most a lot of that, right? Yeah, I did. Uh, How was that for you? Well, I think uh, making your own work is very important. Uh, Willem has made an entire career off yeah. of his humor, his comedy. When um, you've been fired as much as me, you kind of have to do your own thing. <laughs> so I think just see what works for you. If you, like, just go for it. Write. See what, see what is fluid for you. Steal a lot. 
if you oh. just flip the words in the sentence, like, okay. yeah, 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 definitely steal. No, but, um, you know, just follow your bliss and just try writing, write one thing every day. What, what do you want to write? Do you know? I'm just, I love the world of Broadway and I just want to contribute to it. I love that. So, uh, are you thinking about maybe making a play or a musical? A musical. Great. Well, just come up with an idea Maybe for some structure, create a storyboard. Oh, that's a good yeah. idea. Yeah, people uh, like I always make lists and put them on giant post-its on my wall. Like, and then like you know you check stuff off as you go, or you like storyboard like, oh, this is where that bitch is gonna do that song. And then you're like, no, 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 we gotta move it over here. Yeah, you just move the post-it. Exactly, and that should give you a nice like little frame. Yeah, but you're gonna need post-its. <laughs> but you're gonna need post-its. Big ones. I, think I have this. Huge. Good. Good. I'm so happy that you called in today, and I'm so happy that you want to uh, contribute to Broadway. I can't wait to work with you one day. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. Bye! Bye! She was adorable. She was adorable! I'm not into girls. No, not like that. I just thought that it was really sweet that she wants to contribute to Broadway and be a writer. Yeah. I think that's lovely. Well, you're the king of making your own work. I, I totally agree. I think that um, she's smart for, you know, trying to do that because any young child that would say, I want to be a performer, I'd say, good luck because it's hard. Yeah. If I, if or when I have kids and they tell me they want to be a performer, I will cry because it, there's a lot of hurt and you have to develop a thick skin. Yeah. And you got to moisturize that skin. Yeah, you yeah. do. I told you about that a while ago. Do you want children? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, I've been fine. Yeah, okay. So I'm going to be an aunt one day. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I'm actually terrified to babysit your children. Oh, my God. You would be a great babysitter. <laughs> Uncle Josh. Yeah, I know. It'd be fun. Uncle Josh and Aunt Coco. Yeah, no. Um, I still have your hover round. Willem performs with hover rounds at his shows like a little hoverboard and uh one a hoverboard whatever and called me one day and he's like hey i've got to go to the airport um are you at home and i was like yeah and he's like great i'm putting this hoverboard in the back of an uber and it's gonna be at your house in like 30 minutes okay bye Mm-hmm. And sure enough, an Uber pulled out and there was a hoverboard. It's pink and it is sitting in my hallway. And whenever I have guests, they're like, you own a hoverboard? Yeah. And I say, yes. Just for anal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just for that. Um, I used it in Wigstock uh, in August. And thank you for letting me keep it there because I flew to New York and um, the producers of it, once I told them what I was going to do, they're like, oh, we want something with the hoverboard. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll go get one on like Canal Street or something. I get to Canal Street, find out they've been banned in New York. So I had to go to New Jersey and find one at a Toys R Us on a Friday. Wait a minute. They've been banned in New York? Why are they banned in New York? I don't know, because they're fucking hazards. So why did you send it to my house? It's fine. They blow up sometimes, whatever, and people hurt themselves. But it's fine. Um, It's fine. It hasn't blown up. And I've had like four or five and none of them have blown up. I used to bring them on planes too. And then Delta was like, yeah, you're going to need to stop doing that. Oh, wow. Yeah. But um, I had to go to Jersey on like a Friday at like three or four o'clock. And it was the worst. It took two and a half hours. Oh, my God. New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Awful. Well, LA is just as bad. Yeah, but it's warm. 
Yeah, yeah, he got that. And a beach. Yeah, but nobody likes that beach. <laughs> I mean, Malibu's pretty and stuff, but like it's the water is cold. I used to go to Jewish overnight camp in Malibu. Really? Yeah. I went to um, the gay beach in Israel, and it's right next to the dog beach. They keep all the bitches together. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I want to go to Israel with you. That'd their, be fun. Their gay pride is awesome. I yeah. did their gay pride a few years ago. And the men there, oh, bitch, lovely. Now, I should have put a turnstile in. Given your career, like you mean a lot to the gay community. What is that like to be sort of like uh, someone who speaks for us? Because you do use your voice and that's part of what I love about you. Yeah. When there's not dicks in it. I mean, (laughs) I'm very, I, I, it's weird because I'm like this, you know, vulgar individual, but I have like, you know, some morals. I've always been afraid of like, um, killing my own career because of what I do. So I try to think more than I speak, if that makes sense, or listen more than I speak because I, um, everyone always asked about drag race and stuff and I'll never be on all stars because they hate me because of some shit that went down with, um, a guy that worked on drag race and, uh, he was there for an episode that was nominated for an Emmy because you submit one episode per, you know, year to contend as the, the piece for Uh that series, because it's the only way episodes that, or shows that have like 12 episodes can compete against shows that have like 36. Um, and he wasn't able to campaign for himself. He was, um, like basically incapacitated at the time. And I saw it as someone erasing a gay man's contribution to the arts. Like it happened in the nineties with, you know, AIDS and all that stuff. And I was like, this will not stand. So I contacted the Academy they got the time cards and other people verified it and other people had complained too, I found out. And um, it sucks because in order for this man to get the credit he deserved for the episode that he was there for, uh, two other people had to be, you know, basically declared that they weren't there. And it's not those people's fault. It was Raven and Delta. Um, th- they were nominated by World of Wonder, you know, it's they didn't choose it, but um, they had their nominations stripped and then they still chose not to nominate Matthew Anderson who was Rue's makeup, hair, um, retoucher, photographer, graphic designer for 25 years. Um, And that really got to me. I was really mad. And they said, oh, well, Rue wasn't even in drag that episode. She was in drag in the title credits and, you know, other things. So that's wrong too. But the good news is Delta won an Emmy the next year for her contributions to the show. And Raven's beat is like amazing. So I I hope that she wins one day too. But um, I made a lot of enemies doing that and world of wonder will never work with me again. And I'm okay with that. Cause I don't want to work with them anyway. They treat people shitty. Yeah. Um, and I thought that it was going to be like a nail in my coffin because, um, I did a, a pilot presentation and, uh, someone told me a producer, he's like, we love you. The network loves you. The only problem is like this beef that you have with Rue. And I was like, bitch, I could be a butcher for all the beef that I got. Like, I don't have, I can work with anybody. I don't have a problem. And some other uh, per- person on the show was like, oh no, Willem doesn't have a beef with her. It's fine, blah, blah, blah. And the producer looked at him and said, we both know that's not true. Hmm. I was like, I don't. She's fine. She's cool. She's contributed way more good to the world than bad. Like, gratitude shouldn't be conditional. I'm really thankful for her. Um, but I think it's important that people use their voice when they see something wrong because nobody was speaking up and I wasn't like going to let this slide at all. I'm always that bitch when like somebody cuts in line 
And then they're like, oh, I didn't see all you. Like when old people try it. And I'm like, no, just because you're old. Don't play like that. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. You, you saw all of us there where like people pretending they're on the phone. It's like, fuck you. You see this line. Don't try it. Traisha. Traisha and the Traisha. Tri Traisha and the Tri Babies. <laughs> Consistently and constantly. And um, I'm lucky that I can speak up about things in the drag world and the gay world um, because a lot of the girls that work on Drag Race, they're, I mean, for all intents and purposes, they're still kind of under the thumb of World of Wonder because Drag Race is the biggest thing a lot of drag queens will ever have because, you know, uh, it's hard. The world is hard and getting jobs is hard. And I was doing it for a long time before that. So I knew how to do it and this momentum. And I knew that when I was on Drag Race, that was my time to strike while the like iron's hot and everything. And I thought it was like my last chance. And I've been able to extend that 15 minutes um, a little bit longer. We'll see how, how much longer a lot it goes. Longer. Mm -hmm. I'm, no, I'm really proud of you. Um, I've always been really inspired by you. Um, I think that it's incredible that at 17 years old, you moved to Philadelphia by yourself and you really followed your dreams and you created um, an incredible brand. You created this life for yourself that I am so proud of. Yeah, I mean, like both of us, you too, bitch. I mean, like how many people can like come up in San Diego and fucking make it on Broadway? You did it. Well, thank you. But um, I don't know. I just, I, I love you so much. I'm so proud of you from your time at RuPaul to all your incredible TV work, A Star is Born, your book Suck Less. I cannot wait for the sequel. Mm -hmm. And I need to get a copy for my sister. She wants it signed. Um, they're, they're on Amazon. Okay, girl. Um, I, yeah, I just love you, and I'm so proud of you, and um, I can't wait to see what's next. And I'm proud of you, too, for not biting your nails anymore. Thanks. Yeah, congrats. Thanks. It, took a, it took a lot of hypnosis. Yeah? Um, yeah. Well, I love you. Thank you for coming on the show, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Stay thank tuned. You. Hey, I have a podcast, too. Listen to my podcast. It's called Race Chaser. It's with Alaska, and we recap every episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. It's super fun. That sounds like fun. It's great. If you're ever in um, LA, you should come on it. Okay. Great. I would love that. Yeah. Cool. It's good to have an extra set of hands. We need a runner. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everybody, please check out Race Chaser and please tell all your friends, families, and enemies to subscribe to Josh Swallows Broadway. Josh Swallows Broadway is produced by Alan Seals and Dory Berenstein. Photography for the show is by Michael Kushner. Make sure to look him up. He is my favorite photographer in New York City. The theme song is by myself and Anthony Norman. Want to be on the show? I'd love to have you. Email me at josh at joshswallows.com. Be sure to find me on Instagram at josh period layman. See you soon. Josh Swallows, Josh Swallows, Josh Swallows. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R E R I S E T H E A T R E dot org, because only together we rise. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.